Earlier this week, we brought you the story of Evan Gershkovich, who is a reporter with the Wall Street Journal, who is currently imprisoned in Russia on charges of espionage, charges which the Wall Street Journal and American officials all say is... uh it's nonsense, but um, there's been a, a lot of people vocally trying to make as much noise as possible and exert as much pressure as possible to uh, get him released from custody in Russia. Among them, more than 300 journalists, all of whom um, have spent time working as reporters in Russia, all came together, wrote an open letter condemning the detention of Gershkovich this week. Um, as I say, he's in charge, uh, been charged with espionage, could, could see as much as 20 years in jail, uh, if convicted. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's not the first step in what's a troubling trend towards media in Russia. In fact, it's, it's a pretty dramatic escalation. What's been a slow and steady campaign against the media in Russia. Joining us now to walk us through what's going on is Olivia Ward, a former foreign affairs, uh, foreign affairs reporter with Toronto Star. Olivia, you, you actually, you spent time in, in Russia as, uh, as a reporter, correct? So, I mean, you know of what you speak here. Yes, well, I was the STARS Bureau Chief um, starting in 1992, and I covered Russia as Bureau Chief and then correspondent when I was moved to the Europe Bureau until 2002. Um, now, recently, up until recently, I guess, I don't I mean, explain to us the, the conditions when you were there and how it's changed, because there's always been a pretty active contingent of Western reporters working there. I mean, at least in recently, like going back 25, 30 years, at least, right? Um, there's always been a presence, hasn't there? Oh, absolutely. And when I was there, I, I what I would call it is the golden age of reporting in Russia, because I don't think there has ever been a time when... Well, when journalists were as free and uh, and as unrestricted as they were when I was there, um, it was really a wild media scene with everything from rumors to deep investigative reporting being fed to the public every day. Um, when did that change? When did um, you start to notice that things were a little bit different? Well, things, there were some attempts during the Yeltsin era, um, which failed badly and in fact mainly got them laughed at. But they gave up. Um, however, when Putin took over in the year 2000, things began to change. And Putin, as you know, was a former KGB man. Mm-hmm. And he had been in in East Germany, where the Stasi was operating in an extremely repressive way. And he really knew chapter and verse of that. But what really preceded it was the fact that during the Olsen era, there was a large oligarchy that formed, and some of these oligarchs actually bought up and consolidated the the media. In fact, media that had been public and it was now privatized. So when Putin took over, he co-opted a lot of those oligarchs. Some of them were actually driven out um, or forced to quit. But he basically took control of that media. So this this happened um, not really slowly, I guess, but without so much notice in the public for a while. But what really, I think, changed the pace was 
when demonstrations against Putin broke out in 2011, he began to get the media under control because he really understood that he just couldn't let this go on right. for his sake. Um, so it wasn't enough then to control the conventional media because the, dem- the demonstrations were really fueled by social media. So he went through the social media too and tried to replace it with his own version um, and the most prominent one is called contact, meaning contact. Um, but that still wasn't enough to ensure that he'd stay in power as president for life, <clears throat> which was his goal. So when he was thwarted by a popular re- revolt in Ukraine, which turned away from a Russian economic union, and it went for membership in the European Union, his rage, of course, as we all know, turned to military assaults. He annexed Crimea, uh, which <clears throat> had a sizable population of retired Russian military people there. Uh, so it wasn't, wasn't that difficult. And then he began fighting a covert war in eastern Ukraine, backing pro-Russian separatists. Now, this was a generally popular move in Russia because Putin, having control of the media, had largely put out the message that those people living in those areas in eastern Ukraine uh, were Russian speakers and that they were being denied their rights and repressed and generally treated as second-class citizens. So people within Russia didn't pay too much attention to that sort of covert war. But after eight years, of course, Putin decided that that was enough was enough and he was no closer to splitting off eastern Ukraine uh, or absorbing it. And so Plan B had become a full-scale invasion. And for that, he needed a full-scale control over hearts and minds, mm-hmm. s- starting with the and media. That, and that's what it comes down to, right? It's trying to control the information stream and, you know, basically uh, make sure that you're getting the message out that you want to get. Um, so this detention of Gerskovich as the latest escalation, is it meant as a warning, do you think, to, to other Western correspondents? Oh, absolutely it is, yes. Now, Western correspondents have have always felt uh, uneasy about this because they knew that sooner or later, you know, they were going to come for them. And so a lot of of them left. And, um, you know, I I know of people whose editors and publishers, you know, back in Western countries have said, it's too risky, you have to leave. Even if the journalists wanted to stay, you know, they were told, you've got to leave. Huh. Yes. Um, where do we go from here then? I mean, do you think it's safe to have Western reporters? I mean, obviously it's important to have them there. Do you think that's something that um, we can continue to do, or is this uh, something that we need to rethink the way we handle it? Well, you know, this is like the problem from hell, I guess, because um, if I were still there, I mean, I would very much hesitate to leave. But on the other hand, um, knowing what I know, you know, and having been through in the past sort of very minor incidents, I know that if they really want to clamp down on the Western media, they will. And they're not going to arrest everybody in the press corps. Right, yeah. So, you know, so they arrest one person. 
and unfortunately, Evan Gershkovich was was the that uh, one person, the victim. Yes, it is a scary situation. Um, I really appreciate your time today, Olivia. Thank you so much for being here.